Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, I'm Jim Edmonds. This is Courtney Edmonds. We're here on the Hollywood Raw podcast answering all the questions, good and bad. Come check it out. And we will take anything that they bring at us. Anything. Hey, everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey, guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From Page Six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. Uh, I am. My name is. Uh, I am. My name is. I am. My, uh, <laughs> I am Adam Glynn. Uh, thank you guys for pulling, uh, putting down the Prince Harry book to check out a podcast right now. We are the Hollywood Raw podcast. And that's just when I say we. It's me, and my friend Dax Holt, who's on the other side of the country. How are you, sir? I'm good. They do call me Dax. I appreciate that. Thank you for the intro. Uh, no, we got a big, big podcast today. I am uh, I'm very excited about this one. Uh, it's definitely someone we had reached out to in the past, uh, and this person was not talking before. They they didn't want to do interviews. They didn't want to talk, and we but we were persistent. Them. We did not we give up. We were persistent. We, we must have caught them in a good time, but uh, we've got Jim Edmonds and Courtney Edmonds coming on. Uh, they have been... All over the headlines because Jim's ex, Megan King, doesn't seem to stop talking about them and their relationship. There's been so many allegations between cheating and uh, a restraining order put out there and uh, like all kinds of just drama that I would love to get into with Jim um, well, and Courtney uh, because this affects her just as much as it affects him. But um, you know what the cool thing is? We've been told nothing's off limits. And I love when we have a guest on when they say nothing is off limits, ask us anything. Dax, um, are you going to read the Prince Harry book? Uh, I will probably listen to the Prince Harry book. Oh, you're, you're a book listener. You're not a reader. I, no, well, not normally, but I don't have time right now. And to me, like if I go for a run, it's a lot easier to listen than actually be running with a book in my hand. So okay. I think I'll be listening to it. Gotcha. Do you feel like you have to read it after hearing all the stories that came from it? I just want to. I, I'm I'm a royal fanatic. I love it. So I would like to listen to his side of the story. Interesting. Um, okay. Before we get to uh, Jim and Courtney, we are going to read some reviews that you guys have left us, and we're very appreciative of them. Dax, do you have any ready for us? I got some reviews here. All right. This one, it says, love this podcast. New listener. Heard you on Juicy Scoop and decided to give your podcast a listen. I'm subscribed now and excited to listen to older episodes as well. Loving it. Ashley from Ashley Webb. Ashley, trust me, if you have never discovered our archive, you are going to love it. We have so many great interviews that most people are just now like getting to know us and they're going back and we're getting hit up in tweets and DMs every day like, 
I didn't know you guys had Mike the Situation on. I didn't know you had Mark Cuban on. I didn't know you had Farrah Abraham on. Or you know, and then the list goes on and on and on. We have some great interviews, so I highly suggest go dive deep in our archive. We got some really fantastic stuff back there. So They're timeless. thank you for joining us. Dax, right. you have one more. I got one more. This one comes from Daily Trisha. Five stars says, plot twist. I found Juicy Scoop through your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy the look for, I look forward to listening to it every episode. Y'all have great chemistry and fun personalities from Patricia in Tennessee. I love that. Can we hit up Heather McDonald? Let her know that we sent over one listener. (laughs) She sent over 10 million. We sent over one. Patricia in Tennessee. Thank you. That's really fun. Funny. Good review. All right. That was a great review. Knowing how many Juicy Scoop reviews we go through on a weekly basis. I know. I love it. I know. All right. On to our guest today. On to our guest today who is uh, constantly dominating the headlines. If you are a Bravo fan, if you loved The Real Housewives of Orange County, you're going to love today's guest. We got Jim Edmonds and his wife, Courtney Edmonds, on to talk about all the drama in their lives. Welcome, guys. First off, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Uh, I first want to wish you actually congratulations because you guys recently, and I said recently because you're still in the honeymoon phase, have gotten married uh, you got married not too long ago. How you guys got married in Italy? How many people were actually at your wedding? Um, we had like thirty-two, I think, ended up coming. So quite a big turnout for so far away. I mean, it was like that's a good destination wedding. It, how many people were invited? To how many people actually showed up? Thirty-two. <laughs> two or three people that got sick and they couldn't go. So. Oh yeah, my uncle got. Uh, my uncle had an issue. Um, my uncle and aunt had an issue. It was like an older brother to me. And um, he uh, had an emergency with his son and their baby. So he just didn't want to be too far away. So they had to back out last second, actually. But uh, um, pretty much everybody else, yeah. they RSVP showed up, surprisingly. <laughs> I want to know, what did you serve at your wedding? What, what, what gets put on the plates at a fancy destination Italian wedding? Well, I wanted to keep it simple, but I also wanted everyone to be full and, and then get the the culture of Italy and have it Italian food. But I knew I needed to have like steak and fish for the women. And so I did like a steak, um, you know, dinner for the men. <clears throat> women pretty much wanted fish and, you know, some pasta and then a couple of different appetizers. So I went crazy with the food. I thought I really want people to enjoy this experience. It was actually, um, you know, you've all been to weddings. And I don't mean to brag, but it was actually pretty amazing. I don't know if it's because we were in Italy or if <laughs> she did it right, but the food was really good. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It's hard to when you, was there a reason, besides it being beautiful, was there a reason why you guys chose Italy or just like, let's just do it there? It just seems, it's, it's just beautiful. That's why we're going to do the wedding there. Yeah. Um, I had a couple of reasons, but he said, you know, it's in your, pick wherever you want. And I grew up on the beach. So I'm like, I really don't want to do beach destination. I, I grew up on the beach. It's. Kind of not boring, but it's just kind of not my thing. But it's my thing, but not, you know, I don't want to get married there. Um, so I'm like, I've never been to Italy. I tried I the courthouse it. before. That didn't work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I did. I thought, you know, I don't want to do traditional um, church because my both my parents had passed away. So I'm like, I want to do a destination for sure. Um, Italy just came about because I love the culture. I love everything Italian, everything, the food, the people, the culture, all of it. And I thought everyone would really enjoy going. So it would be kind of an experience for everyone. And I thought his older daughters would really enjoy it. 
So just everyone, I thought it could be a, an adventure for everyone rather than let's go watch yeah. Jim get married again. And then we got really lucky because um, there was only a few places that we thought that we could do it or we'd want to do it. You know, it was like, are we going to do it in this city or that city? And then I actually reached out to a friend of mine who reached out to a very famous person that lived in uh uh-huh. lake como um um kind of a casa amigos guy and he's <laughs> right away where we went they like villa de este and she went on the website called a couple people and they had this date open and yeah. it just all just like fell into place like like an avalanche just fell into place <laughs> perfectly and it was just like it just tumbled right into they had x amount of rooms the place across the street had some rooms this weekend was perfect and it just was amazing and it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. Yeah. It was right at the end of the summer. So <clears> people are, you know, it's not so crowded. It's also not so hot. If it was two weeks prior, it would have been yeah. blazing hot. So it was cool. It yeah. Out. And it was, uh, it was on the 25th, by the way, not my ex's birthday. <laughs> so I was going to actually bring that up. There was yeah, some yeah. stories. I was going to bring that up and we're, you know, obviously we have a lot of questions about your ex because Jim, not for nothing, but she she brings you up a lot. So I have a lot of questions regarding that. She's keeping me relevant. Yeah. (laughs) I've heard her story, and that's why I'm happy you came on the podcast because I want to hear your side of it. But I heard stories that you got married. You guys were getting married on the same – I saw the photos. And so you did not get married on the same date as your ex-wife – Megan's birthday. Is that correct? No, obviously. Um, I, I mean, I tried, but no. that just wasn't the thing, right? So, <laughs> I think it was the 25th, and I think her birthday's the 24th. So, I don't I think I, it was the 26th. We couldn't it. even remember. I think it was the 26th, which it was a Monday. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got married actually the day before, and it was like literally, we, how long did we plan it for? Almost a year? Yeah, yeah. a year. So, so that was- it was the only date that they had was that day. And so it was a Sunday, actually, the 25th. And I didn't even know that, that was going on. I got home and someone said, hey, your ex said, oh, my we gosh, you got married on my birthday. And oh my I was God. like, what? When's her birthday? Because it did it change? Like, I, I don't I mean, <laughs> what? And by the way, even if it was, that was the furthest thought from my mind. I was just doing what I was, you know, told to do. Told to do. Do, do, you, think, <laughs> do you think she genuinely confused? thought that was the fact or just was like oh close enough i'm gonna i'm gonna put that out there well do you i mean yeah like what how many different answers would you like i mean if um we get into it a little bit um i don't know if the the truth has come out of her mouth since her and i have been together so i can give you an entire list and if not all three years of just straight lies so i don't even know where that came from because clearly we did not get married on a monday because we were headed to florence so um, I don't even know where that came from. I didn't even know that was existing until we got home two or three weeks later. Wow. And I think she had a copy of my wedding invitation that she made fun oh, yeah. of. So I'm like, you see the date on there. <laughs> and how did she get a copy of that? I think she screenshotted it from a friend of mine's page so she could make fun of it. I'm like, what person does that? You know, yeah, I know she went on a little podcast and tried to like make light of it. Fun and... of it or something. And I was like, wow, this is... I was nervous coming up to the wedding. So I'm like, what kind of shit is she going to do right before we get married? And if that was the only thing, I was thankful, but. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. 
What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, so that means Courtney, us back. I, yeah, I, I want to know. Sorry, Adam, if you've got me, Adam, go with no, your question. I was, then I'm gonna. I want to take them back to like when they met. So go with your question. Yeah. So uh, no, Jim and so Jim and Courtney, how did you guys meet? And Courtney, were you friends with Megan by any chance? No, I was actually friends with him first, and we met through mutual friends from Orange County because that's where I'm from, that's where he's from. And so mutual friends of us introduced us at Stagecoach, and we were all there together and as a big group. I didn't even know her, and I only met her like a couple of times. And then you know she says that we were best friends or something, and I like stole her husband. And it's like so far from the truth because I never even really knew her. She's from Missouri. So I met her once, twice, maybe three times, and then they – you know, got married and moved on with their lives. And that was that. So I don't know where the friend came from. Like, I don't know if she classifies friends. I wasn't at her wedding. I wasn't at her child's birthdays and their um, births. You weren't I, in the same I state. I didn't talk to her at all. And the entire time they were together. Yeah. I'm it's, still trying it's to- hard to follow that information. Cause again, we're reading all these stories and we're thinking, Oh, this is true. And it seems like yeah. there's so many stories that are just, different from reality and why yeah. do you think that she would say that you guys are friends? what does she gain out of that i think like a big bang you know like she wanted a big storyline like she's still on the housewives or something and like this is her well, reality seen, show and well, she wanted like what, a you, someone stole my husband you dun, see dun, what dun. she's done right she's <laughs> blasted the last husband she's blasted the last boyfriend or two I mean, that's just her. She, it's just Anyone attention. That, like, I don't even understand why. Her, she humiliates online, and it's yeah. it's sad to use that tool for that reason. You know, she, any all the guys I feel bad for. I mean, look at they date her, and then she blows them out the next day, and with just made up stuff. And who knows if that stuff's true or not? But at least from my perspective, I never was able to defend myself or say, "Hey, that's not true," because I don't have that platform. But I just like stayed silent. I'm like, one day it'll come out, hopefully. But that's so weird because everyone that I know and that she knows knows that we weren't friends. It's really funny because Kenny, her last boyfriend, Kenny, Kenny? Um, I've known him for like 12 years and we play golf all the time. And um, <laughs> I didn't even know they were dating. And she's now blasting him in the media for cheating on her and whatever, all this stuff. And it, it's just, it's the same story all over again. So, it, you know, my poor kids, I, like, Every time another guy leaves the house, they're like, oh, he was mean. Like, I mean, they're going to grow up thinking every guy's mean. And that's one of the issues that we have with it is, you know, our kids or my kids and her stepkids are now thinking that every guy that leaves mommy's house is, is mean. And that's just an or, un- or deserts them and, yeah. and abandonment. Like, it's just sad. You know, don't introduce your kids to your boyfriends. Like, everyone knows that. Every single one. So anyway, tell me, yeah. what 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 is it like? co-parenting with Megan because if you guys are so uh, if she is she can publicly go and bash you guys in the press and then you see each other on Sunday how how does it work well first of all we don't see each other on Sunday um 
we do the best we can to drop off uh, away from that because one, um, uh, we don't want to see her, and two, um, I think it's it's still kind of a open wound, and we don't. It's very like in the beginning they were able to see each other and exchange the kids and stuff, but now it's gotten to the point where we have a nanny doing it, and I think that's better. But if I'm needed, I'll step in. But she's made it so that it's hard for me even to co-parent with her because of the things she says about me. She's embarrassed me, humiliated me. And it's like, how many punches do you take to the face before you just say enough? Like I gray rock method her, (laughs) like I can't. And it's sad for the kids, but I try to just stay neutral and pretend that everything's fine and, and not, you know, mommy's fine and everything's fine. But it's in the, on the inside, I'm like, it's not fine. (laughs) It's not fine. So who organizes like the drop off times? Do you guys talk to each other? Do you text message or is it just all go to like a nanny? Well, actually now it's pretty good. It's um, we pick up from school on say Wednesday or Thursday and we drop off on, on Monday. So very often or not very often do we have to um, exchange at the house, house, which is nice because, um, you know, there's been so many mixed up messages and so many crossed up situations. It's just so annoying. It's like the co-parenting. I don't even know if that's a word in our, in our situation (laughs) right now. It's like, we're just hoping that we can get the, the kids, um, you know, keep them sane and healthy and keep like um, a stable environment. And that's kind of all I've tried to do is just keep it consistent, stable, but it's very hard with her. It's just like a rocky road and you never know, like tomorrow I'll wake up and there'll be an article about Jim being a dick and, you know, Jim did this. And it's really hard to co-parent with someone where you never know, you know, the next day, what they're going to put out there on their social media or, you know, you know, right on their blog. And she's able to do that. And it's sad because yeah. that's not what it's meant for. It's very simple too. This is it's the like... father of their, her kids. She should have some little bit of respect and think, okay, one day they're going to grow up and read this. And what are you doing? Even for her own good, like her own life. But it's very simple. Like the kids were just here for the last five days and they're very tired. They're in school. They're in bed at six thirty, seven o'clock every night. They sleep 12 hours. Everything's great. Um, she was actually out of town for two days and she gets the kids back and they're, you know, it's chaos the first day, whatever we get them. I'm sure when they go back, it's like re- um, re- yeah, they're going to the environment. The and then she, and she goes straight to social media and takes little shots like, Oh, I got the kids back after five days. And Oh my gosh, they're sleeping habits. How can you ruin them in five days? Well, I was like, it's so not fair. They, you know, they, <laughs> they went to bed every night at 6.45. They get home from school. They eat. They get their little stuff done. They go to bed. They get up and start over again. I don't know how I wrecked their uh, sleeping habits. So it's just little jabs like that. It's been nonstop for three years, and it's so fucking annoying. Do you see any road to peace anytime uh, soon between you guys and her? Not not I, as long as she talks. I like, feel like talking. I'm hopeful when, like, in the beginning stages of her dating, I was like, okay, cool. She's getting married. Like, maybe this is real. Maybe this is going to be, you know, the sky's going to be her and I'll be all and they're yeah. right up into the sunset. But it it's just keeps burning and crashing. And that was my hope is maybe when she's happy, we can all be happy. But that was the thing with her last boyfriend, Ben. I thought that um, he's a good he was a friend of mine. He's a good guy. Um, not sure how they kind of linked up. But it was funny because, you know, she said she was a friend and they were acquaintances. And I've known this guy for 12 years, but it was OK. <laughs> that she was dating one of my friends for 12 years of a golf partner. Um, but, uh, you know, I was like, at least he's a good guy. Like, at least I know this guy. He's going to be good with my kids and, and, and this and that. And, um, you know, that lasted probably about a month, month and a half. So that kind of sucks for the kids. 
what you correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you know, and I only know this, you know, just from reading the news stories. It's my first time talking to you guys. Um, it's the first time we all spoke together. But from what I saw in the media, that one of your children, uh, unfortunately, has cerebral palsy. That and uh, I saw her post about that. So that I mean, that's a serious thing. How is it for you guys raising a child? Because I feel like you have to communicate more dealing with a child with that. How is it for you kind of dealing with that? Um, well, first of all, he doesn't have cerebral palsy. He has, it's called um, PBL. And, and, and it's kind of like, um, it's its own little thing. It's it's kind of the very beginning stages. So it's not technically cerebral palsy because that wouldn't be, clearly they have little, um, you know, different versions of everything, of every disease, right? Because that wouldn't be fair to someone that has real cerebral palsy and we all see these kids that struggle so much. They can't even walk. Yeah. You know, and there's just so many different versions. But he's got PBL. So, you know, unfortunately, um, she tried to, we tried to have the kids naturally, even uh, without the doctor's approval. And he got stuck uh, up inside it, and he was the second twin out. And he got lack of oxygen to the brain, apparently, is what they said. And so, he has issues. He's got some white matter in the brain. It's like softening of the white matter in the brain. And so his learning is um, a little bit, it's a little bit slowed. It was weird because when he was a baby, you could tell he, he was fine. He was quirky, but he would catch up a little bit late, right? Like, so he was like, say in early stages, he was like two or three months behind Hayes. And then he was four months behind and then he was six months behind, but it was catching up. The only thing that I really see is just he's really temperamental. Um, he has behavioral issues and stuff, and he's slower, but he's catching up. And, and if, well, you, if you interacted with him for a couple hours, you wouldn't you would even be know. Like, I can't really tell. But why would you tell your son or label your son as I can't? He can't walk when he can yeah, walk. You, like, don't, you wouldn't why, even know. Why put that stamp on him and look like and and label him that? when he was never diagnosed. And I kept asking him, I'm like, are you sure before I go to bat for you and like <laughs> say this, all these things to my friends that he doesn't have this, you know, are you sure? And he's like, he was never diagnosed with CP. Like that's not fair. And yeah, that's, so that's my question. I, I felt like that's why that's gets weird because what are your thoughts about that? That she kind of labeled him the, the child having has CP when he doesn't, he doesn't have that. And uh, do you think she was maybe using that for sympathy? Was she using that for media? Like why, why would she do that? a storyline, a platform for herself. It's like you're using your kids as, 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 you know, I don't know, tools. Well, she once said one time doing the show that, you know, people can't relate to the show because they all think that we're rich or all think that it's glamorous. So I want to relate to like every housewife, every mom at home. And I'm like, well, okay, then tell the truth. Like don't tell the sad stories all the time. Like just be, be straight. But you know, he has a version of CP, but it's the very, very like it never point gets zero, zero, like so 5% of, you know, zero to a hundred of what it could be. It never will get into the CP stages though. It, it says yeah. it'll never get worse. It'll only become better or it'll stay the same. His brain slowly will take over. So it's like anything, like if you take out a piece of your brain, the rest of your brain will work really hard to kind of replace that. And so really the only issues we've seen, um, he has a little issues with school. But I'm telling you, this kid's so smart. We were talking to um, the school the other day, and they were like, he's learned that if he does something in class, he gets out of class for a little bit and goes and hangs out with the principal. Yeah. And he can even <laughs> eat his lunch, or he even gets to come home and hang out with you guys. And so it's like that kind of like this double-edged sword, like got to be hard on him, but yet he's got a little bit of a you know an issue. But I mean, if you were to watch him run around and he's driving his little car out in the street, I mean, it's really... 
you would never know unless you spent quality time with this kid. So, Jim, you know, with with something like that being revealed by the, the child's mother, and obviously that wasn't a decision that you guys went in on together to reveal a medical diagnosis or one that wasn't there. How did that make you feel seeing that splashed across the headlines when you had no say-so in it? Well, the thing that worries me the most is that um, his friends are going to eventually know and see and read uh, from the parents, right? It's going to get passed down because obviously we're a staple on this community and everyone knows what's going on in this country. And so, um, you know, he's going to be in kindergarten next year, but in another year or two, the kids are going to understand and parents are going to say, oh, watch out for him. He's got issues, you know, and that's going to be a trickle down effect. And it's like what everyone says. We get constant DMs and text messages and emails. And it's like, what in the hell is going on? Even my parents are like, does she not understand that this is going to label this child for the rest of his life, even if he straightens out because of what other people think from what's going to be online for life? And that was my biggest thing. I was like, why are we even you know, putting a tag on this kid at this stage when either could improve, grow out of it, or you can't. He should be the one to make that decision when he gets older to reveal that. He goes and watches his brother or his sister play soccer and you would never know. And he wants to play sports. He's downstairs in our batting cage, hitting baseballs. He'll throw the ball to chase the kids around. Like I said, if you were here at our house, you wouldn't know. Hmm. Interesting. So take, I want to go back also to, when the Real Housewives franchise came into your life. How did that whole, and I'm going to say circus because I feel like the Real Housewives franchise is always a circus no matter what city you're in. It's always crazy because that's just what it is. It's getting How- worse, by the way. People are going to jail. <laughs> Jesus. Not, not the first person, but uh, yeah. So how did that affect your relationship? Um, it really didn't. It didn't affect our relationship. I didn't watch the shows. Um, I was friends with Andy Cohen. Um, it was funny. It was right before we did it. I uh, went to a little party for his parents here in St. Louis. And his mom and dad said, oh, my God, don't do it. Like, as a joke, they were laughing. And I still see them all the time. I can't believe you did that. Can't believe you did that. Kind of, like, giving me trouble. Um, but, uh, no, it didn't really affect our relationship other than the fact that um, as it progressed, I could just see the thirst for fame change. And, you know, I was like, I was done working. I had done, you know, I'd done everything I could possibly do. I was retired, basically. I was barely doing any kind of TV or anything in St. Louis. Um, We were going back and forth. We didn't even really, we didn't even live in Orange County. We lived in St. Louis. And um, so we would fly out. She would stay for whatever, how long the show would go. And then she'd fly back. And it was kind of like the reality, non-reality kind of situation. (laughs) But, uh I could just see the edge and the, 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 you know, what you would see, like if you got a young kid as a quarterback and all of a sudden he was like, Oh, look at me. I'm a quarterback. Look, Hey, everyone, I need free dinners. And I need, and that kind of just that little twist changed. And I was like watching it going, wait, uh, you need champagne at every dinner now. What, what just happened? Like, where, where did, where did you go? And so I could see that starting to really turn into now what we see today, which is a complete, and ridiculous thirst for trying to be famous. Why do you think she like, you know, obviously fame is one thing, but what, what are your thoughts of why she continuously talks about you? 
try to stay relevant. I don't know. Uh, we do nothing I to... I was curious because today I saw a post um, and it was like, it's every day now. It's almost getting worse. And I'm like, we're going on three years of dating and it's gotten worse, not better. So I'm like, where is the end here? Like, when when do you stop talking about your ex and move on with your life? I, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, we can't figure out what's going on. I mean, I don't, I, I guess... I, I, it's, I hate to say it's to be relevant because it's really weird to say that, but I don't even understand what else there is unless you just can be so bitter about something that really you had most of the, you know, doing with. Um, I don't even know why there would be any animosity to tell you the truth at this point. And so I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that it's still going on, to be honest with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So if she was listening right now, what would you say to Megan about no comments? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I, I'm just curious. Is it is it close your mouth? Is it stop talking about me? Is it like, you know, what would you want her to do? Um, I told her a hundred times. That's why the co-parenting is so difficult because I'm like, hey, listen, you want to co-parent? You tell you know, our, 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 our GAL, which is in charge of the kids, you tell the lawyers, you tell your friends, you want to co-parent. But then every time I turn around, you're bashing me on every talk show, on every TV show, on every, you know, even the simplest post that she makes is taking a jab at me. And I'm just like, I mean, come on, like, move on. You've been married. You've dated four different guys that have actually lived in your house with you for a period of time. You have kids. I'm the dad. Like, when are you going to stop putting all this in writing? So, the kids don't see it. I mean, it's ridiculous that even the older kids, he has older kids. They're in junior high. Like they get the wrath yeah. and it's not fair I to them. Like they were caught in the middle. That was like their stepmom at one point and they're getting teased at school and things at school. Like she doesn't care at all about that. You know, the other, other kids my older, affected. my older kids that she um, watched some kind of show with <laughs> when the show was even alive. I'm like going when my kids were alive. I don't, I'm, it's just nonstop, constant lie after lie after lie. So I really don't even know how to explain it. Well, let me answer this. Uh, you know, and again, I only know this from reading the news. She put a restraining order against you, I think, at one point. What was your side of that whole incident? It was a protection order, which actually is totally different. Um, you know, it's funny. I'll let you talk. But Steve, I right, this has happened right before we got married. So it was like right, of perfect timing. And right before we got married, she had it you know, it appeared. And I was like, can you send me a copy of it? I want to see it. And I'm like, want to see what, cause you have to allege something in order to get one. Cause and the so protection looked, order is here for your life. And the date was three months ago. And I'm like, so you're in danger of your life, but this was three months ago. It was filed or for, like she had it written up. It was never served to us. No one ever came here. Three months later, we've had the kids, we've seen her. She's been at the house. Ah, like what? We had no idea. And a protection <laughs> order is fear for your life. And in, in, in what is it called? Uh, Dan- like in danger instant really? danger right yeah. now. Like if I if, if someone came in the house that I knew and they were saying she I'm going to kill you. She was asking to meet at the kids' school the day before. Yeah. I'm like, wait, if you're in fear of your life, why are you calling them saying let's ride together? To yeah, the let's school. ride together to the school. <laughs> but it was funny because you know the the grounds for that is you you lay out um, 
he beat me up. He yelled at me. He has a gun. He's this. The first thing on the thing was I, that I kicked her dog, which was completely false. I threatened her dad. There was like five things on this list before it said that I, uh, that she was scared of me. And so it really never got filed, but it made the, uh, Obviously, someone made, sent made the it media, copy yeah. TMZ, and and they were about to run so, it. And I'm like, Steve, let me see before they do this. It's not real. Like, you have to serve someone. I mean, you have to be, uh, you have to be, yeah. you know, knowing. Well, so, another thing too was um, after I figured all this out, we went to the lawyers, and we went, and my lawyer called her lawyer, and he's like, I told her no. I don't know why she did it. And then when my lawyer got a hold of the paperwork, it was said it was written by a child's handwriting basically <laughs> like she filled the whole thing out herself and sent it into the police station so who, god knows what's going on things I are just, different so, here in Missouri than yeah. LA <laughs> so the police were never called no. for any incident in particular it's it's dead at this point we didn't, There's even no... know about it. Wow. we didn't even know about it she brought it up she, it was really funny she said this earlier she said the wedding's getting close getting close That's what is nervous. she going to do to try to trump our wedding and kind of that kind of showed up yeah, showed up and people was going to do a little like, you know, article of our wedding. And I don't know if she knew that or if she just assumed, I don't know, whatever. But she was like doing things and they were going to pull the people article. I'm like, I could care less. Like, I'm not looking to be famous. But, you know, I thought, let's let's move on. Let's put Jimmy in a positive light. He doesn't deserve to be just like bashed every day. And everyone thinks he's like the cheater, the the dick, the woman abuser and I'm like over that. Let's let's move on. He's a different. He's a he's a, a whole different guy than what people really think. And he's an athlete. He made his career doing that. Like, and she's like tearing all that down. And it's really unfair. And it's hard to see and watch. So I was like, let's do the people article. Let's start moving on with our lives. Put some positive stuff out there. And she did everything in her power that week before to um, get it taken down. Well, with the, the the cheating allegations, cheating with the nanny. What is What's your side of that story? Uh, but it never. I mean, it was not even close to happening. If like, you interacted with the nanny, you would. I mean, I think like, about it often. I'm like, how could she ever think that? Because well, this girl's like 20 years old. Let's just start over. So I'm not like it she, doesn't happen. But she threw that out there, and then so I was pissed, obviously, and I knew. I mean, there's no way it could ever happen. This girl lived with us for like three years. Um, you know, Megan was like. Here, she doesn't have a dad take her out for her 21st birthday. Here, she doesn't have a dad do this, do that. So she was like our child that was helping us with the kids. And then so everything started to twist in our relationship. And apparently um, she threw that out there one day. And then like a couple months later, somebody came over to my house that was had worked on our house when I was living with her. And now I'm at the new house. And she was like, what the hell's going on? I'm like, I don't know, but I'm not happy about um the whole Carly situation. And she was like, yeah, I asked her about that. And she said, yeah, she made it up because she was mad. And I was like, well, that's unfortunate because that's just ruined her life. And then it's trying to ruin my life. And it's, by the way, it's one thing to like put things out there, but she went after our nanny Carly so hard that she lost everything, all self-esteem, everything had to move out of the city, start over, and it was awful. I mean, it was just like something you don't do to a 23, 24 year old child, especially with a really tough um, upbringing without a father most of her life and just um, moved from Idaho to help us with the kids. And the next thing you know, like she's all over the place being attacked. And so um, I think I, to she- be honest with you, it is the biggest joke 
I've ever heard. But I just kind of sat back thinking, oh, it'll go away. And that's just like. I think that she wanted a. She, she needed an oomph. Well, no, she like the marriage was ending. So she was like trying to blame it on someone. But that's my opinion. The, um, or trying to blame it on like had to be cheating. He has to be the villain. Has to be something really, you know, he has to be the dick. The best thing too is still to Sorry. this day when you talk about the co-parenting, I said like like the co-parenting is never going to start until you stop. And I was like, we're still having cheating allegations. And you said I slept with Carly, and she goes, I never said that. I go, wait, you never said that. It's all over the world. She goes, well, I never said it. And I'm like, come on, like you it's know, like- it's just like denial, lies, denial, lies, and more more lies. So I tried to ignore it as long as I could, and you know, this is why. I, you haven't heard anything from me in three years, but it, it's it's an absolute joke. It's so false, and it's embarrassing for me, her, Carly, for Megan herself. Like, it's kind of just it's ridiculous. unfair. Like, he'll get – I still get – not anymore, but I used to get these awful DMs when I first started dating him. And people – I'm like, you don't even know the guy. You're just le- listening to this woman that's, you know, hurt, and she's saying all these things. You don't even know the other side. And so I'd get these DMs from people like, he's an asshole, he cheated, he lied, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, how do you know this? And it's not fair to just throw that out there without anything to back it up. Like, so I just stayed quiet because I'm like, how am I going to battle that? Like, well, what am I going to do? Here, Courtney, was, you, you, so tell us, you tell us who Jim really is then. Let well, me hear you know from you, what you how you would describe him, not how Megan would describe him. <laughs> Let me say this one thing. I was so confident about what I did and didn't do. That's why I never really addressed it. Mm-hmm. I really felt bad for Carly, but when she moved, I was like, okay, she's in a good place. I know what really happened. I'm not, I don't need to address this because it's not even close to being the truth. So I'm just going to just take the high road and move on. And so yeah. back to your question. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney, you, you describe well, Jim, the gym that no one else knows, the gym that, uh, you know. Well, they do. Like his sport, like he, he made his whole career off playing baseball. And like when I'm here in St. Louis, people like glorify him. And they come up and they're like, we really love listening to you on the air. We really love the way you played. People like older men will come up and be like, I watched you my whole you know, you know, my whole forties and fifties, like people really enjoyed watching him play sports. He was really good at it. He's like an anomaly. Like people don't get, you know, that kind of a career out of sports. I mean, they do, but older, older guys. Right. So anyway, I just, when I came here, I didn't know how he was. I didn't know that he was that good of a baseball player. I thought, yeah, he played sports. Everyone in LA, you know, is somewhat, you know, played or where I grew up at least. And so when I come here, people are like, you know, coming up to us at dinner and like, you know, really interested and involved and really love him and, and care to watch him. And then I see this woman, you know, tearing him down. So in the beginning, I was a little nervous, like, you know, am I getting myself into something that, you know, it's not going to be good, but surely like after a couple of days being here, I was like, this isn't the man that she labeled him as he's not, he's a great dad. He has all these kids he provides for a present dad. He's a good dad. He's there. She has um, an ex-husband that takes care of her kids. She should be thankful. Most, you know, some men will just leave. She has, you know, he's dedicated to them. He's, he's, he's just, I don't know. He's nothing like what I thought. <laughs> Jim, roughly how much in lawyer fees has going back and forth with Megan cost you? God, I don't even know. It's still going for no reason. Um, close to 100 for no reason. Jeez. I yeah. think that, uh, you know, we had a, we had an ironclad prenup and she battled it for a year and a half. And then 
basically I was like, well, I don't know what you're doing. My lawyer was saying this thing is solid as it gets. The other lawyer was like battling, battling, battling. And I just woke up one day and said, okay, we're good. We're, we're going to, we're going to sign. I was like, wait, what, what, what the hell did we just do for a year and a half for no reason? Like, okay, we're just going to sign the prenup now. Yeah. So I was like, I actually kind of worried that waste. maybe it's um, more than just being in the public eye. It, I think sometimes I worry that it's a, more of a mental illness rather than anything else, but I'm not a doctor. I can't like label her that and nor do I want to, but I, um, yeah, I worry because it's, why would you want yourself to constantly be going through all that turmoil and put yourself and your family through that? It's like, you're humiliating your family and yourself and everybody around you, everyone around you that comes in contact with you, you humiliate. So I'm just, we get so many messages, both of us about like people with, um, mental issues and oh, yeah. they, personality they disorders and we've seen this and your ex is this and your ex is that. And I have my sisters like that and my brother's like that. It's like, or they, it's they almost say that nonstop. They should have like a court evaluate her men- mental state and see what they come up with. And, and if she wants to do that with him too, that's fair. But I just, I don't know. I, I worry about we worry my about future and is this going to be like a roller coaster ride that we're going to ride forever, but hopefully not. So as being the father of her, her children and her being so open on her podcast and social media, she's posting photos of her naked. She's talking about hooking up with guys, girls, everything in between. What does that look like for down the road? Because I, I got to imagine a normal person finds entertaining. The father of her child might find that very different. What is your it's opinion not, on all that? Well, it's like a car crash, right? Everyone slows down to watch it on the highway. And that's the definition that everyone keeps saying. But I just feel bad for my kids because I think that um, this day and age, as we know, everything's going to be archived forever. And so, you know, when my six-year-old daughter who, you know, um, idolizes her dad, idolizes her stepmom, idolizes her mom, is going to get a little bit older and girls, as we know, will be catty. She's going to be in a situation where someone's going to say, hey, your mom hooked up with so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so uh, in the same weekend. And is she a lesbian? Is she straight? Is she bi? Is she um, how many guys has she slept with in a year? I mean, when you're putting that out there, I, I think that I'm not really worried about Megan if that's what she wants to do. But I'm only just worried about my kids. I'm like, I, I don't I can't imagine saying that stuff, not thinking, man, my kids are going to hear this someday. I'm kind of thinking How- that's why we came to this conclusion talking to you guys is because it's like, maybe this will like, we could call it, like we could just not put anything more out there. No more medical records with your kids, no more personal information. Like if you want to be famous and you want to go out and masturbate in the woods, more power <laughs> to you. But I, I just would like to be left out of it. And I, I think it's time to move on. Yeah. There's been some very, very serious allegations from her about you, um, and you know they're just allegations. Again, I don't know the truth. You, you know, there's, I. But my question is, how has this affected your career besides your kids? You know, has this affected you in work, like from maybe per- possible jobs or opportunities, paid appearances? Well, I mean, I, I think it probably has, but I, you know. Um, I have to say that I haven't heard a lot of negative stuff. I think that the people around me are probably smart enough to just like. I think in the beginning, yes. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, and now that- they see the pattern and they see it's just a lot of stuff for someone to be 
and it's been going on for so long, it's kind of like it's losing its momentum maybe, but in the beginning, I think. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it had in the past. I mean, thankfully it didn't hurt my job, but I think that all the stuff that I do off to the side, it, it could definitely hurt. But I think the one thing for me is all I'm saying is like, I don't hear about it as much anymore. And so the people around me know that I'm not a big fan of listening to the, the gossip. Um, and so if, if somebody doesn't want me to go somewhere and speak to someone, we're not going to hear about it anymore. They're just not going to ask. So, I mean, that's been, we kind of just keep our heads down and take care of the kids when they're here and try to travel and enjoy ourselves. And that's the thing um, is like, that's I about he it. just wants to be a dad and he wants to raise the kids in a, and he's, it's like impossible. <laughs> it's like hard, you know? Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you this as a, you know, from the outside looking in when she marries Joe Biden's nephew. And then obviously the marriage got annulled pretty quick. Were you in the back of your mind where you just kind of laughing or smirking? Like, of course, like I knew this was, did you knew that was not going to end well? Well, yeah, but um, there's a story to that is because, <laughs> the, so let's just say they met on a Wednesday. He flew in and met her on a Wednesday and they went to dinner. But the weekend before she was on a weekend retreat with this guy from San Francisco or the West coast. And she called me out of the blue and to rub it in my face. And she said, hey, I know you know Tyron Woodley, uh, UFC fighter here in St. Louis, good friend of mine. I just met a UFC fighter, and he wants to come to St. Louis and hang out. Um, is there any place he can work out? And I was like, are you really, really calling me for this? Like, And I thought, like, well, there's plenty of gyms, obviously. And if he's a UFC fighter, he can find a place to work out, right? I mean, if you're a tennis player... You can find a tennis court, you know, if you're a weightlifter, you're going to find a gym. So anyways, um, so the funny story was that happened, say, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. She made a big deal out of the whole dating thing. She rented a car, posted all over social media, and we had the kids that weekend. And so we dropped off the kids um, to school Monday, that, that Monday after the weekend was over, and she's home. We went on vacation for a couple of days, and I got a phone call saying, your ex is in here making out with some long haired guy in the bar and some random restaurant. And so three days later she's doing that. And then they get married within what three weeks. And so, yeah, I didn't think it was going to end up well, but I mean, that's none of my business. We were you know, doing I, our thing and we're, I just think it's weird. She tells the kids that like you have a new dad. Oh yeah. And that was the, the hard kids part. Will come home and heart the one that, you know, she labels as, you know, a certain thing, he comes up to me and he goes, do you know, cuff or I don't really know. Cuffy. Cuffy. He goes, do you know, cuffy. And I said, no, do you? And this is a little bit more recent. It's in the last couple months. And I'm like, no, do you? And he goes, yeah, he was mean to my mommy and he just left us. And I was like, oh my God. Like, and then he, she told Aspen that this is your new daddy. New daddy, new new daddy daddy at our house. No, new daddy. And so she comes home and she goes, I have a new daddy. And I'm like, what in the hell are you doing? to these kids. Like now they're, the guy's gone. Like it makes me so annoyed. Thanks. Buddy. It's okay. The story, <laughs> the story that I remember standing out in my head about that whole situation was that, and I don't, I don't know if I'm right or wrong on this or that story was right, that she believed she was actually going to get secret service oh, protection oh, because of mar- uh, marrying him. Who's obviously, you know, Related to the president, and that was a big misunderstanding that, no, he does, she does not get Secret yeah. Service protection. Um, I thought it was funny because that came up. And, you know, she, everything, every time somebody new comes along, 
she's looking to move to that area and do this and do that. So she called me and said, Hey, I'm thinking about um, moving to California and where he lives. And I want to put the kids in school there because with the Biden name, they're going to get into a really good school. And I kind of made a joke, like with the Biden name, um, they're going to have to fight for their lives. And she said, don't worry, we're going to have uh, secret service wherever we go. And I was like, wait, what? Secret service for you or for the kids or for the sister's kid? And so anyways, I thought that was pretty funny because it was just another, you know, another jab of like, I'm better than you. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, you can't move. Second of all, I doubt the secret service come along, but if they do, thank God, because our kids will be safe. (laughs) Wow. It's, um, yeah, that's pretty rough. So (laughs) I actually thought when she, at that wedding, I thought there was going to, I thought the story was that she was going to secret service and you know, again, I'm just throwing this out there that she probably, let the Secret Service know that you could possibly show show up at this wedding and be a threat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I didn't even I, know. Again, about I don't know. If, I'm just making that up, but I just yeah, thought yeah, in my head no, based on what's going on it. here. I didn't even know about it. I think. You're gonna do the Britney Spears yeah. like run in and be like, no. I think she 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 said, uh, "Hey, I want you to know I'm getting married tomorrow." And I was like, uh, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, I'm getting married tomorrow." I was like, "All right, good luck." <laughs> that was it. So I had no idea what was going on. You know, there was there were so many stories when we were kind of like knowing that we were going to be able to chat with you guys that we were going through. My question is, is there any other stories that like have maybe rubbed you the wrong way that you're like, you know, I'd like to set the, the record straight, at least with that story. Is there anything else that's out there that we haven't asked you about that you would like to clear up? Kind of I mean, you cheating. it's three, three, order was a good one. three solid years of was- nonsense. Like, I, I don't really even know. I mean, well. The, I, it's hard to look at anymore. It just, it's really hard to even Google it, including my own name. So <laughs> I have to, um, but you kind of nailed a couple good ones because people around here, women, mothers um, in the community, they worry about certain things. That's their kids, um, the safety of their kids. And, you know, him having a restraining order was a big deal or potentially having one. That was kind of a, a shock to me. because so I was like, you know, that that's not true and that's not appropriate and you shouldn't be doing that. So that was a good one. And then um, the cheating thing, like he'll, it's almost like he'll never live that down, even if he, you know, proves it's false. Like he's always going to be labeled as the cheater, you know, the stereotype athlete that cheated on his wife and well, I think the, left. The and best part just, is she tells me, she tells everyone that she never said that. And then I have friends that say, well, she was drinking one night and said, I said it because I was mad. And I'm like, well, okay, did you never say it? Did you say it on an accident? Do you say you're mad? But I think the one thing that comes down to it is that where my comfort zone is, everything that comes out of her mouth is a lie uh, towards us, towards me. I think and she so, thinks she's in a reality show 24-7. Yeah, so it's so, like she doesn't care what comes out of her mouth. It's just storyline, uh, article, hopefully this is written. You know, just, she just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't want to be picked up on Us Weekly and Page Six and all that. And that's kind of why I just, like, feel like, if I stayed away from it, it'd finally go away and you don't, people can't pick you apart. Um, and what I've tried to do, and even we've kind of battled a little bit about it. Like, do we say anything? Do we not say anything? And she's always been like, take the high road. And I think the one thing that I've learned from this, and it really has made us better, like stronger. Uh, our relationship is, is better. It's funnier. It's, um, tighter. It's, you know, the one thing, and the only thing that the drawback is, is, you know, we're, we're trying to raise these kids that we see every other week 
um, with these crazy intentions or these crazy thoughts in their head and how, you know, how do you reverse that? So I, I think it's been a whirlwind and, um, I couldn't be happier where I'm at. Um, I'm sure she's probably could do without some of the drama, but you know, I, I just, like I said, I think that the only thing I could hang my hat on is every single thing that comes out of the mouth is a lie. So there's no, like right now at this point right now in there, there, is there a chance, like, what, are we getting close to it being cool with you guys or at least civil or it's far from that? Um, you know what? We don't see each other. We don't really speak. Um, I get an email once in a while because of the kids in school. I but- tried to reach out to her because I felt um, like I've kept her blocked. Um, I told her in the beginning, I'm like, if you throw me out there and start trying to bash me like you do him, we'll never be able to co-parent. And I said that and I mean it. And I'm sorry for that because I would love to be able to. I've had great relationships with my exes and their ex-wives and it's worked out great. But her, you know, I tried, I got burned and I'm not the type to keep getting burned. So I have kept her blocked, but I kind of had a weak moment and I'm like, you know, I feel for you. I feel bad for her sometimes. I feel like she's struggling mentally. And I reached out during Christmas and I said, you know, I do think the kids are on the internet too much. And I hoped that, that she would reconsider what she does with them. And she was like, thank you for that. And I thought, okay, we have a little bit of hope in maybe talking. And then sure enough, snowballs into a bunch of nonsense. And, and then the next day she's, you know, sending me court papers, threatening, you know, I have legal right to you take your photos down with my kids. I'm like, you have them all over the internet. Like, well, the, I, so actually I wanted to ask you guys about that. It's just I, weird. I, I'm not picking sides here. I'm not, I'm just here to learn and just kind of just, I, I'm, I just want to talk to straight to the source rather than read from a news outlet. Um, Cause again, they could be a little bit biased, but I did think it was interesting that she posted something recently of the kids and she said, I'm not no longer going to post the kids' faces and she blocked the kids' faces. However, scroll down for scroll down and the, there's tons of the kids' faces. So yeah. I'm like, maybe yeah. get rid of all that stuff. I don't yeah. know. I just thought that was like, I don't know how you handle that, but I did think that was a little unique or strange. So, so on <laughs> December 28th, she's got a picture of all the kids together and smiling. And then on January 5th or 6th, she said she's no longer going to post pictures of the kids. But she's got 2,700 posts and 2,200 of them are kids. So what's the difference? You know, they're all over the Internet already. You've already you have them on your page, you know, on your um, screen. So what's the difference? I think that was just um, another one of those uh, look at me, look the, at me moment and the nannies and trying stuff. something and new. I get it. like I get it. But I think we all need to you, you can't just one day be like, I'm going to wake up today. and I'm going to like women. Or tomorrow I'm gonna like you can pick a pick a road and go with it. Pick a you know a lane. Pick a lane and pick stay something. in it, and then or just be consistent at least for your kids, like with anything, because everything is so over the like all over the place. One minute it's but, this, one minute it's that. The other thing that I wanted to ask you guys about because this story is brand new. I don't even know if you've seen it or not, but she posted an Instagram uh, holding up a baby and basically saying that she's a little bitter that she wears the pain with a badge of honor because how far she's come. She envies other people with nuclear families and I mourn the one I lost. What's a nuclear so, family? That like mother, father, kids, like well, that traditional like family. Because that's what we have. Like nuclear bomb is like what we have. Like <laughs> it's already gone off and it's like cloud over the, the whole city here. So um, she has a nuclear family. But no, that's, I think that falls right back into place with like, 
you know, we're, we're all of a sudden having those conversations with Hart and we're trying to have a serious, um, this last week has been a serious week with him. He had a little shit at school. We're trying to figure out, is he ready for kindergarten? Is he ready? And it's funny because she can just all of a sudden put that off to the side. And I'm thinking, oh, man, she turned in the corner and then flip open the news. And there it is. Like she wishes she had a family that she doesn't have. I'm like, well, this is what you asked for. So there's a million families in the world, like millions. My family broke up. I was 14, you know, and, you know, it doesn't have to be some big conspiracy or someone cheats or someone does something really gnarly. People are not compatible and they move on. Happens all the time. So why can't we, you know, carry on with our lives? And and it doesn't have why to be- Why can't we be friends? Oh why can't we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I think my last question for you, Jim, is when you sign a six-year, $57 million contract, after taxes and paying your agents, how much do you actually walk away with? Um, With a good tax guy, probably 50%. Jeez. I thought you were going to ask me, like, what would I be worth today? <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, I'd be right around three hundred million, like the rest of them. I mean, <laughs> I know, isn't that wild? Don't you sometimes wish you grew up and you played in a different era when you see the number people are getting now? Well, you know what's amazing is if you really think about it. And so, being very respectful, yes, I can say that. But then I'm around. You know, uh, I was around Bob Gibson, Lou Brock, Al Roboski, Ozzie Smith. They all can say that, right? Some of these guys um, worked in the winter, survive, making 20 grand, um, 10. I think Al Roboski told me one time his salary was like 20 something thousand dollars one year, you know, early on in the 60s. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to say, gosh, I mean, the thing that gets me is if you see the numbers, the averages and the the what they put together over a course of a year or a career, and you kind of look in the you know every, I've done it every now and then, not very often. I'm like, God, what? he's making what? <laughs> I'm like, that's half of what I did in a year. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, obviously, but out of respect because I've heard this before, and out of respect to people that I know and that have been there, I can't. You know, I just can't because there's guys that are there's guys that are older than me that are in the Hall of Fame, that are 20 times the players as some of these kids are nowadays, and they didn't make $2 million in their entire career. So uh, I would definitely um, not even get into that category. But it is pretty interesting. That's crazy. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, no, the the money they're throwing around is amazing. And you go, like, even look at what Tom Brady's doing still to this day. I mean, it just keeps going. Like, it's just there's no end to what – guys are doing out there on the field now. So I, I love it. I love seeing people um, do really well at their job. I, you know what? And one thing I did want to say was I think that it's really sad that this world thrives on negativity. You know, mm-hmm. the world survives on negativity right now. I mean, look at what Twitter shows you. Look at like the TikTok. It, it's not the negativity of TikTok, but it's what the kids get. And the Instagram, you get all just a bunch of haters and, um, Everyone wants to see Tom Brady get knocked out or, you know, lose or, you know, it just goes on and on and on and on. Like, why can't we just be happy? How hard? It's so hard to win. It's so hard to be Tom Brady, Derek Jeter, the Yankees back in the day. Like, man, just embrace that. Like, you know, it's like these guys are just work their tails off and everyone just wants to stab them in the back. And it's just it carries on all the way through, you know, the reality TV and all this other crap. Everyone wants to watch the train wreck. And it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, no, 100%. Well, 
You know, I really appreciate you guys taking the time, sit down with us. I know that you guys really haven't done this. You haven't really spoken up in years. And I appreciate you coming on here and just speaking your truth and um, being honest and vulnerable and saying, hey, there, there's nothing off limits. Just ask us anything and we're, we'll go with it. And I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I, I hope that there is some peace at the end of the road here because for your, for your children's sake, for, for everyone involved, it's like you don't want this to go on forever. You don't want to be in the headlines forever. So I hope... Uh, I hope something is positive at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what we're looking for is positivity. I wanted to say this in the beginning. Like, I didn't want this to be just like bash Megan session, which it kind of turned into. But I definitely don't want this to like stir more stuff up with her. And I do want peace with her. Like, I have no hard feelings, even after all the stuff that we've gone through. I just want it to be peaceful. And I'm, you know, he's my husband. So it's like hard to watch. I have to, you know, protect our family and it's it's difficult when someone's just like quick to pull up their phone and be like well i'll just write a twitter thing about you or you know it's, it's difficult yeah so we'll thanks see. for having us but appreciate thank you it for having us no of course of course if you guys want to follow jim or courtney head on over to their instagram page you can follow jim at jim edmonds 15 you can follow courtney at courtney oc um follow their daily lives all their their funness on instagram uh but again thank you guys so much for joining us you guys are great. We appreciate it. And uh, thank you for asking us some honest questions. And like I said, we'll be truthful with you. We had a, we had a good time. All right. Wow. Uh, what'd you think? Um, I appreciate them. I, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting that he hasn't spoken about this in years since everything went down. And then obviously mm-hmm. finally it got to the breaking point for him that he's like, and I need to just kind of when she's something. calling you, she, she's calling you a cheater. It's ruining. Like that makes it awkward with your friendships, the people that you know, like I, I, how did he stay quiet? I don't understand. Cause I, well, like he said, he's like, it's just so ridiculous, but I feel like at some point you just have to address it all at the end. You know, because if not, he'd be kind of doing press conferences every week. Okay, here's what's going on. So rather than bring it all and then I'm going to address it. Fortunately for us, he kind of addressed it on our podcast. Um, So thank you for him for coming on the podcast. Um, I appreciate his honesty. You know, Mm -hmm. I know it's a difficult thing, especially having kids. And um, I mean, my question is, is like, I feel like it's got to affect your work, you know, and jobs. And he's a broadcaster and, and, you know, and kind of, you know, it the curtain was kind of pulled back and you kind of saw his personal side or, you know, kind of exposed him his personal life, which I have to imagine it kind of affected his career at some point. Granted, of course. he's very well off. He ha- He's done. He's a great he was an, a great baseball player. He did very well financially, but, you know, there's still work out there. And I'm, I'm sure some people are like they they some people out there gathered this opinion that this is how Jim Edmonds is really like. Mm hmm. Well, Megan, if you want to come on, we are we will uh, allow you to speak your truth as well on here. Feel free to hit us up. Um, anyway, guys, uh, if uh, if you enjoyed today's podcast, which I'm sure you did, head on over to our iTunes page, find Hollywood Raw, scroll down to the bottom, leave us a five star review, um, tell us you know what an amazing job we are doing in your life, and uh, we'll we'll normally try to read off a couple of those reviews at the top of the show, um, just to say thank you. Uh, other than that, you can come. Uh, we'll answer your questions in our private Facebook group. We have Off the Record on Facebook. You find us under Hollywood Raw Off the Record, and uh, you know. 
I expect that a lot of our normal listeners will be in there talking all about this episode because this is it's a pretty juicy episode, I must say. Um, and oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are so fascinated with the Real Housewives and uh, Megan King and the Jim Edmonds storyline. And so to have him on, I think we're going to get a lot of feedback from this. So if you want to be a part of that feedback, come and join our private Facebook group. If you are not into that, well, follow us on social media. We've got a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all of that under Hollywood Raw. And uh, you can follow Adam at Adam Glenn. You can follow me at Dax Holt. And until next time, that's it. Ciao, ciao. A Huda Media Production.